Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is February 17th. Today, before we finally get into the story of Abraham and Isaac and all the beautiful symbolism there, I wanted to talk a little bit about something that's going to happen in Genesis chapter 21. Now, in Genesis chapter 21, there's a lot of things that we don't understand about Sarah sending Hagar away, and I'm not going to get into it any of that. I probably should, but we don't have time for it. But there is something beautiful that I want to talk about and a principle of the gospel that we don't speak about enough. So in verse 22, King Abimelech is going to come to Abraham and let's take a look at what he says. He says, now therefore swear unto me here by God that thou wilt not deal falsely with me, nor with my son, nor with my son's son, But according to the kindness that I have done unto thee, thou shalt do unto me, and to the land wherein thou hast sojourned. Now, if you'll remember, Abimelech had given Abraham land to dwell in. And when Abimelech comes to Abraham, he expresses that he can see that God is with Abraham in all things. He recognizes the mantle that Abraham holds. And then he goes on and he says, I want to make this covenant that you will continue to do right by me and that I'll continue to do right by you, that we can continue peacefully in this land together. And Abraham said, I will swear. And so they make this kind of covenant with each other. And then let's take a look at what happens. This isn't immediately after. It's the very next verse. So we kind of think, oh, this happened right after. But most likely this happened later. And it says, and Abraham reproved Abimelech, or he confronted him and talked to him about it because of a well of water which Abimelech's servants had violently taken away. Now, think about the Middle East. It is a desert. Water is a huge commodity. And so Abraham goes to Abimelech and he says, Look, your servants have been taking away my well. This well, I dug it. It belongs to me. It's essential for my herd, for my flocks, for my family, for my survival. And he approaches Abimelech about this because Abimelech's servants have been taking that well from him. But Abimelech says, I want not who hath done this thing, neither didst thou tell me, neither yet heard I of it but to this day. And so you have Abimelech saying, look, Abraham, this isn't me. I don't know who's done it. This is the very first I'm hearing of it. I don't know what's happening here. And it's interesting because... It would be so easy for Abraham. He's the one who's been wronged here, right? It would be so easy for him to look at Abimelech and be like, yeah, right, buddy. It's your servants. They're doing this. You're going to make it right. We're going to go to war. And he would have been justified in doing so. According to Middle Eastern culture and tradition, he would have been justified in going to war or battle or demanding something of Abimelech. But what I love here is the peacemaking that we see with Abraham. We saw it with Lot, remember, when Lot and he separated and Lot took the good land. Abraham was the peacemaker and he went with it. And we see that again with Abraham, that beautiful quality of making peace. Look at what Abraham did. It says, And Abraham took sheep and oxen and gave them to Abimelech, and both of them made a covenant. So Abraham, who could have been demanding sheep and oxen from Abimelech, rather says, you know what? I trust you. I believe you. I want to have peace with you. And so as a symbol or as a token of our covenant that we've made to dwell in peace, here are my sheep. 
and here are my oxen. Now, here's what I love about this story, because I think we've probably all had an experience where we've been on both sides of this, an experience where we've been wronged and an experience where we have been falsely accused of wronging someone. Clearly, Abimelech probably had some hurt feelings that Abraham was accusing him. Obviously, in his response, he's like, dude, I don't even know what you're talking about. This is the first I'm hearing of any of this. And obviously, Abraham had every right to be frustrated or angry. In her book, Rock Solid Relationships, Sister Nelson, the prophet's wife, who was a marriage and family therapist, she has a PhD, she's this brilliant woman, talks about the concept of twin feelings. Meaning, if we are feeling hurt, if we are feeling angry, if we are feeling taken advantage of, if we are feeling these feelings that Abraham must have been feeling, there's a good chance that the other person is also feeling those exact same things, that they are experiencing twin feelings. So here Abraham was feeling frustrated. He was feeling ripped off. He was feeling robbed. He was feeling angry that Abimelech's servants had taken his well. But it seems that maybe he stepped back a little bit and recognized that his falsely accusing Abimelech brought up those feelings of being hurt or angry or frustrated, that they were both experiencing these twin feelings. Sister Nilsson then applies a gospel principle to this idea of twin feelings. She says, imagine what would happen if you were able to identify such situations and follow the wise counsel offered in Matthew chapter 7 verse 12, therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so unto them. So Abraham would have been totally justified in saying to Abimelech, you now owe me your sheep. You now owe me your oxen. You need to give me these things. He would have been justified by law to do that. But rather, he recognized that maybe it would be best for him to be the one to give, to give the oxen, to give the sheep. He recognized that whatever he wanted done or given to him, that he should do for Abimelech. In her book, Sister Nelson says, think about a specific relationship you wish were stronger. Ponder the possibility that the other person is struggling with the same feelings towards you that you feel towards him or her. Then ask yourself the following, what could my mother, husband, child, or friend do or say that would heal or strengthen our relationship? Phone me, consider my point of view, really listen to me, send me a thank you note, apologize to me, ask me how my day was going, forgive me, express gratitude, say I love you. What effect would it have on me if he or she were able to do so? How would it make me feel? Now put aside your own needs and fears. Make a commitment to do for that individual the one thing you most wish he or she would do for you. Speak the words you most want to hear. Give the love that you want to receive. Reach out for the hand that you wish would reach out for yours. I absolutely love this principle and the principle of forgiveness that comes with it. It's a principle that even though they may not have used words like twin filling in Abraham's time, it's clearly a principle that he understood where he would have been justified in demanding sheep and oxen from Abimelech. Rather, he was the one that gave to him and it softened Abimelech's heart. We have been commanded to be peacemakers and that is a hard thing to be. 
in today's society. We're raised in a society that makes us believe that if we are peacemakers, then we are weak, that we're going to be walked on, that we're going to be doormats. But my friends, the gift and the quality of being a peacemaker goes hand in hand with qualities of being Christ-like. Elder Holland once said, The healer of every wound, he who rights every wrong, asks us to labor with him in the daunting task of peacemaking in a world that won't find it any other way. And Elder Marvin J. Ashton said, Never will peace and hatred be able to abide in the same soul. Permanent peace will elude those individuals or groups whose objective is to condemn, discredit, rail at, or tear down. True Christians have no time for contention. If I do not have peace within me, others around me will suffer. My friends, experiencing peace within ourselves only comes as we offer peace to others. We can't feel contention towards other people and experience the spirit of peace in our own hearts or lives. It's my testimony that as we learn to forgive, as we learn to love, as we learn to rid our hearts and our minds and our lives of contention, that our Father in heaven will fill us with peace. And that peace will come with the Holy Spirit to teach us and to drive us closer to Christ. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.